Okay, welcome to Shop Talk. Hi, everyone. Welcome. Can you believe it? It's been so long since we filmed. No, it's been a minute since we filmed. Ooh, I have a question for you. Great. What's making you happy right now that isn't a person? Oh, you know the first thing you said. What's making you happy? I knew it was going. That's why I put the ending in there because I was like, I know the bitch is going to say that. (laughs) He makes me so. High noon makes me happy. Okay. What right. makes me happy right Her baby now? and alcohol. In that order, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, seasonal changes, like when it gets cooler after summer. Really? Doesn't that, like... Surprised by that. There is nothing like getting, like walking out your front door and not being like, fuck. <laughs> and it, just being like, oh, this is nice, mm-hmm. you know? Like, that's a good, that's a great way to start your day. I used to hate summer, and now I am all about it. I just want to be outside all the time. Yeah. What What's making you happy that's not a person? Definitely my uh, routine that I've kind of developed lately. I feel like I have a really good uh, workout routine, but it's also just, like, my daily routine of reading more and just spending time i literally go to the same coffee shop every single morning and read before i come to work and that just starts my day in such a positive relaxing way yeah and it's so peaceful and honestly when i don't get to do it i get really it really like changes how my mood for that day so doesn't feel like that day because yeah. it's a routine like how many days do you mm-hmm. have like how many times do you have a day off and you're right. like god it doesn't feel like tuesday yeah like i love going on vacation but towards the end of my vacation i'm like i'm ready for wednesday to feel like wednesday yeah or you're like what day is it like which way is up yeah. i don't even know what's happening we are you know having a baby because i'm a mom I'm going to talk about baby, but having a baby and then just as I've gotten older, like we need routine, Mm. like babies definitely need it. But I've noticed in my adulthood, I need routine. I like it. So I get it. That would make me happy too. What's the most important room in your house? Ooh. Why or why not support your answer? All of them. All of the above. You have to pick one. I'll tell you the least important. Okay. The, like our office, we Hmm. like have it set up to use it. We never use it. The only time it gets used is privilege. Um, okay, is when uh, she's like the West Wing. Yeah. We just never really go there. Is the only time we use it is when the air mattress is blown up. That's elaborate. Not <laughs> Can we get an elaboration on that? Absolutely not. No, um, no That's like serious. Ted was sick, and so we were taking shifts, and so one person would sleep. He, we're two different levels what's the most important room of your house oh my god probably our living room we're just in it the most that's where ted plays interesting i don't know what's the most important in your house definitely my closet yeah not my closet yeah it just keeps my is it the messiest too (laughs) no well that's the thing that's really the key here is when it's orderly and functioning i'm orderly and functioning Mm -hmm. and when it's out of control i'm out of control so that really does so much of so much of how i feel in a day really it it comes from how i look which is so strange i don't know if i'm if i'm off and i don't like how what i'm wearing i it definitely affects me. Well, or, like, if I don't feel good in it. Like, if I yeah. look in the mirror, I'm like, oh, I don't like how I look in this. That definitely affects how I feel. It's like when your hair or your makeup's not done. or Ooh, you know water. what actually is so annoying? Is oh, people like... who are like, oh, I, I fit in the same jeans as I did in high school. Like, these are the jeans I had in high school. Like, why are you still wearing the same fucking jeans you had in high school? Well, I had a pair of jeans from high school that I wore for 10 years until I ripped the crotch. Like, But, like, I ripped it in a weird way. Like, I ripped it horizontally across my crotch, which I don't even know how that happens. Probably from pulling it up. 
Um, and I love those jeans, but I definitely cannot fit in them now. You know, there's like people that actually still wear, like 20 years later, they're wearing the same jeans. Like what? I don't know. Can you imagine? I, like, I mean, I, I guess know. you wore those for 10 years, but like, doesn't your... I think I would be that... <laughs> I think I would be that person. I would be so proud to fit into my jeans from high school. Honestly, mine would be too big. See, that's, <laughs> that's what annoys me. <laughs> Mine's more just like, okay, one, the jeans I was wearing in high school should never be seen again because oh, they were be like back. Hollister, be back Abercrombie jeans that were like this weird washy boot cut situation. Like those should never be seen boot again. Boot cut's not it. You know what jeans I actually hate and... Uh, my husband still has a pair and tries to wear them. Gray wash. What's a gray wash? Like a gray wash. Like gray jeans? Denim. Uh, oh, I don't mind that. Oh, I don't like them. They're not denim. They're like that stretch. I don't know. <laughs> They're jeggings. They're basically. <laughs> honestly, basically. I bet they're really I, comfortable. Uh, What's nice yeah. about gray jeans or like a colored jean is it kind of can elevate your outfit without being like it's a dress. Elevate. Well, oh, shit. I mean, just put a pair of dress pants on, honestly. He wanted to wear them the other night. And I was like, let's not. Now he knows how I feel about him. Great. When he edits this video. But no, I think you should be proud of the fact, especially if it's been, I don't know, 14, 15 years since you've been in high school and you can still fit in them. No, it's not the fact that you can fit into them. Like, that's great. Like, I guess if you have toxic body uh, standards, like, that feels toxic to me. Like, that you're a teenager. Like, you want to be the same size as, like, your 16-year-old self. That needs to be addressed. But... I do. Like, no, it isn't the... It's not the fitting into them. That's the issue. It's like, why are you still wearing them? Like... I don't know. How is that any different than the thrifted jeans that you had the other day? Because they're fucking cool. Yeah, but what if you're wearing cool jeans from high school? Okay, you find somebody out there that's doing that... (laughs) Guys, go ahead and DM us those pictures of you and those, and we'll tell you if you look good or not. <laughs> yeah, don't ask Tanner because he's going to say no. You're it's just disgusting. stupid. Like, grow up. Ugh. Okay, let's let's pivot because I have another thing that's just, like, so crazy to me. Okay, how are we not paying for email addresses? Like, no. how are they still free? Like, we pay for everything. Like, you have to have a subscription just to have more storage on your phone. Yeah, like how are we not required to pay for like Gmail like I'm like Gmail's really missing an opportunity here like 99 cents a month to get access to your email everyone would pay it everyone like why why are they not doing it I want to know that is interesting good call I don't know I was thinking about that the other day like you can just get an email for free like no one cares well we also are paying for emails right now that we're not using so we need dude I was just thinking about that I was like (laughs) I never set that up I know I didn't either I know Clint went through all that work and poor Clint okay let's jump right in so this episode you guys is going to be all about bridal so we're going to talk about bridezillas momzillas expectations you should have that we have if you're a hairstylist what you should be doing and if you're not doing it trials also grow up yeah it's all about just like growing up today yeah and like trailblazing <laughs> if you don't know what that is go ahead and check out our last podcast it's all about canceling episode four and why you know you get charged if you cancel yeah so okay so let's talk wedding talk yeah so i do want to first start off and say um a lot of our topics are honestly coming from you guys and we really appreciate that so much like honestly we had like three good ideas and that's it so we love that you guys give us good content to Mm -hmm. come up with because we can honestly talk about anything but it helps uh when you guys kind of steer us in the right direction um so we had a is she a client 
I don't, you know, no, I, don't know I went you to know high her. school okay. with her. What's her name? Sarah Brady. Okay, so Sarah gave us a ton of great um, kind of feedback about bridal and um, her experience. And so we're going to share some of her stories, some of our stories, and just kind of jump into like what it is to handle brides. So let's just start off by saying, like, what's your overall feelings towards brides, bridal hair? Weddings, like how do you feel about all of I it? I would do them a lot if it wasn't on weekends. Okay, so you you like it? I you, loved it's over it. overall positive vibes yeah. for you. It's just the the schedule. So a little bit about me. Probably um, 2015, 2016, I had a wedding every single weekend. Mm. At, like I was doing them like crazy, and I was traveling a lot for them. All within Wichita, I did a few outside of Wichita. I went to Denver and did one that was really neat. But um, so oh, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, so I I did have a pretty heavy background in bridal. I stopped doing it just because I didn't want to dedicate my Saturdays to it. Um, it got to the point where I would wake up, you know, four, five, six in the morning, travel, go do this wedding, come back to the salon, and then work until 5 p.m. that night getting more clients in. And so it just wasn't conducive to my clientele. Yeah. I think the first thing we should talk about is your hair trial. Okay. okay. And, like, what what should be realistically happening in the hair trial so a lot of questions brides always ask is when when do you do a hair trial yeah do you do you feel like a hair trial is like 100 percent necessary yes i do um i've done them in the past and it's been fine it hasn't been fine but i do think it's necessary um what do you get from a hair trial well because i think you know when you do this trial you understand how that client's hair can be curled how it can work if that bride is asking for something realistic you can also get an idea of like okay normally it takes me an hour to do an updo but this updo that she wants is going to take me an hour and a half or it's going to take me 45 minutes or or whatever and there have been times where I've done a trial with a bride and I've said what you want isn't going to work so let's figure something out Mm -hmm. you know and that would freaking suck if you had to have that conversation of the morning of the wedding when all everyone's nerves are there you've got a time crunch the photographer there is taking videos of, or photos of you being like no bitch this isn't happening <laughs> so i think a trial is important um for instance i one time and this is a bride that never ended up coming to see me i have two brides actually that this has happened with but one girl bought a fucking veil off of amazon and it was curtain shears it literally this was it was so fucking stupid so she <laughs> and like so thank god this happened at the trial so she oh this god. was back when cathedral veils were really popular so think about this <laughs> this fucking veil was like 12 15 feet long and it was I'm not kidding curtain shears that she bought off of Amazon it had no lace nothing and it was heavy and she didn't want an updo so you didn't she wanted her hair down she had like seven hairs she wanted her hair down and so there was absolutely nothing to support this 20 pound veil on the back of her head how did you know it was curtains well so she, well like was I, you like oh you opened the like packet it's like in saran wrap that yeah. says like item number three five six seven <laughs> curtain shears 14 it's, inches long or like, like whatever you two know panels. <laughs> yeah <laughs> well i'm saying i'm pretty sure it was like curtain shears
sheer material. Oh, you're saying it was technically a veil, but like she yeah. got it from fucking well, And it was wherever. on a plastic comb. And those are just. <laughs> it was hot glued with like one dot. Yes, the whole thing. And I literally, she was like, I can feel the veil falling out of my hair. I can feel it. And I was like, yeah, you can feel it. I know you can because it probably weighs more than you. And there's, your hair is down. Like it can't yeah. support this like, up to. What am I attaching this oh, to? Oh, yeah. And well, anyway, so we ended up kind of disagreeing. We did an updo that she hated because it wasn't what she wanted. And then she said she wasn't ever going to book with me for a, tr- a wedding. wedding. And I was like, oh, okay, fine. Yeah, you're like, you know? thank you. <laughs> like, Goodbye. And it's like, it was a combination of unrealistic expectations and I couldn't deliver what she wanted. Yeah. You know, I tried. I was getting frustrated and so frustrated. So I know at the wedding, probably would have been a case so that's a great oper- like time where a trial was beneficial like mm. we both realized we're not going to work I can't give you what you want you're kind of crazy your veil is cheap and, and you're cheap one I don't know what she ended up doing. Like, I don't know. She ended up doing that. I don't know. I never, I never talked like, to her. Again. Who's gonna spend hundred and fifty dollars on a veil when I can get one on Amazon for nine ninety nine? Oh yeah, it here was in still, two days. It was still in, like the Amazon packaging and everything. Yeah, <laughs> was like all the creases and it like, still. hey, I am all for especially with weddings. They're so expensive. Cut corners, whatever. Um, like realistically, where you can, but. Oh my gosh, like this veil. It was curtain shears. So anyways, I think that's like a a good case of when a trial is important. But a trial's um the best time to book a trial for me is when your hair is going to be like the wedding day meaning is it the length is it the color because mm. your hair color can play a role in how the updo or style lays yeah so or if, looks i yeah. mean it can look totally different if you have highlights versus exactly. a one-dimensional color if you have one sheet of hair and yeah. you can't see anything that could put or one color of hair sorry and you can't see anything that is going to play a role in how the updo what's your opinion this is like a newer trend but what's your opinion on the uh reception cuts i don't know don't expect a great haircut (laughs) if somebody's cutting your hair on the fly without a mirror in a dark scene well they're not wetting that hair down because they gotta style it i've seen it and i get it it's all about the The usually they change their outfit and everything no I've done bri- or updo changes where I've stayed and yeah. changed a bride's updo. It's never as good as the first. It never is because you're doing it quick. And you've they're got- like sweaty and gross by oh, that yeah. point too. Like, and I'm like- probably like three drinks in. Always. <laughs> Always. And so, no, I've done it. Hmm. I mean, whatever. If that's what you want. I feel like but- you'd be someone that would like do a chop at your reception. Yeah. You know, take all my extensions out. <laughs> no, we just cut them. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways. uh, (laughs) Should we do a a mid-podcast job? uh, (laughs) No. (laughs) Maybe. Uh, No, you just spend a lot of money on those extensions. I know. I like them. But anyways, so I think um, the trial needs to be booked fairly close. So within like a month, a month I always tell people four weeks. Like we usually want to do it within four weeks of your wedding date. Yeah. I think that's your hair is going to be what it's going to be, you know. If it's a little shorter or whatever. So to give you guys some context, like when we book a wedding at the salon, we have a pretty like uh, 
good system as far as like how we uh, go from kind of first contact where they're asking for information to mm-hmm. booking the date, booking the trial, all of those things. So to kind of give you guys some information, typically when someone reaches out, we have them submit a form on our website that's under our bridal inquiry page that just basically asks some general information. How many people are in the bridal party? How, uh, you know, are you wanting us to come on site? Do you want to come to the salon? When do you need to be ready by? All of those uh, kind of key information pieces pieces they'll submit that and then i will go through and send them kind of all of our information so our breakdown on pricing for uh, the bride for the bridal party what it costs to get us to come to you uh just kind of all of that stuff our deposit that we require and then we can send them a link to pay the deposit and then that secures the date then we'll work on a schedule with them that will kind of break down the day who's going to go first who's going to go last all of that good stuff um and we have it pretty streamlined just so that we're all very informed on what's going on we get a lot of bridal inquiries like a ton yeah and so we need to know immediately when we book a wedding typically it's more than one stylist and it's a big chunk of a busy day a saturday Mm -hmm. so i feel like we have to kind of get feelers for what we're getting and just be kind of pretty just like yeah well it would just like be serious like okay this is what you're committing to yep so so we require quite a bit of a commitment up front so we require a, a deposit. deposit that's non-refundable so if your wedding date changes if your wedding date moves you forfeit that deposit so that's really for the stylist if they're uh, dedicating a part of their schedule to your day and that moves like they have to be compensated well, for it and like also to say um you know some of these brides are booking a year mm-hmm. plus out i have to if i'm dead or saying i'm gonna take on your wedding uh that affects vacations yeah. time off yep. you know things like that so it's like okay i don't know what the fuck i'm doing in a year but i guess i'm doing this wedding yeah so this deposit kind of just ensures that you know we're gonna make sure we're working our schedule around yours now yeah essentially yeah and then we also require when they pay the deposit to have a solid number as far as who's getting their hair done so if you have six people in your bridal party plus your mom plus you know your groom's mom and you you know you have nine ten people whatever we require that final number at deposit so that way we don't run into the situation of like we show up the day of we have two girls booked out go on site for this wedding and they're like oh actually we just have four people now instead of nine. Oh, that's you happened know? to me and that is definitely something that people will try to do but they know from the beginning that like they're required to pay for those services so if no one gets them done that's totally fine we don't need to do them but you are paying for them because we reserve the time and so I find that super important so if you're doing weddings or getting into weddings I definitely recommend setting up some kind of policy or the have that verbiage um, between them and I put all of this stuff in writing the reason I require brides if they call I pretty much don't give them any information on the phone I will tell them to submit online so that way I have a written correspondence of like what they're being held to because then I can go back and be like I sent you this email this is all detailed because then I don't have a bride the day of like well they never told me that like Mm -hmm. it's all in writing again it's just it's just insurance like everything is insurance for people because luckily Nine times out of 10, we don't have that issue, but sometimes you do. Sometimes people, you know, especially with weddings, I think the average wedding in like America is like $45,000 or something. Oh, I think it's more. The average in Wichita is 35. It's like actually the craziest thing I've ever heard. It's like a salary. Um, You know, so people are spending a lot of money. And so then they start to like chintz out on things. They Mm -hmm. start to like, they start to really apply what they think value, what has value and what doesn't. And so I find sometimes the services like this are like, 
oh my God, I have to pay $75 for each whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it's nice to have everything in writing so they know what they're expected to be paying. But you know, a lot of our stylists and myself included, when I was doing weddings, our Saturdays are our biggest day. You know, we're the busiest. So we're dedicating an entire day. So you say, oh, I'm going to have six, you know, bridesmaids and a bride come in and get their hair done. And then the day of it's only three. And I'm like, okay, how many colors, you know, appointments did I turn down to do this? And you've had all these girls, well, you know, she's just going to do her own hair now. I'm like, no, Mm -hmm. it doesn't work like that. Fine. She can do her own hair, but you're paying for it because this is, this is my expectation. I booked out a year for you to do this. Like I need the respect of what you say is what you're going to do. Yeah. And I think too, starting from the beginning, like you really don't end up having most of these situations because you're, you're getting it from the beginning. Yeah. You're really stopping any of these problems from happening because you're so proactive with the information that you're giving clients. And so people just, there's no room for any sort of questioning with this stuff. And I find that that really makes it successful and, you know, making the day of go really seamless. Just like the trial, like, why are you looking at my <laughs> photos on Instagram? It. I just saw it. We're having, I'm, we're filming a podcast. I'm we're on not Shop creeping Talks on my, <laughs> we're not creeping on my Instagram. Yeah, go I ahead and follow me at Tanner Lynn Smith. Um, but I also think it kind of instills a lot of confidence in like, oh, I, you know, these yeah, people know what they're doing. Right. They have yeah. a structure. They know mm-hmm. they have a schedule. Like if you're just like, I'll be there. See you then. Like yep. bring your cash like that. It's not very professional. Yeah, it and isn't. so we have it very streamlined where, you know, the Rides, they're checking so many things off the list. They're meeting mm-hmm. with caterers. They're meeting with florists. They're meeting DJ. with so many things. Venue yep. people to make sure everything's going, you know, if we can make it as easy as possible for everyone. Brides are paying for these services, but like in that cost, they're also paying for like our professionalism and they're yeah. paying for that schedule being made and the communication and stuff too. So it's, you know, more of an elevated experience. So um, after that correspondence, um, they pay a deposit, then we book the trial and so like I said, trial is really good because you can get to know the client's hair, the bride's hair. The expectation that they have is something we can realistically deliver. I always tell brides to bring, make sure like their color is going to be what it's going to be on the wedding day length. So if you have a haircut scheduled, make sure it's before the trial. You know, I even tell uh, brides if they can get away with it, the best time to book a trial is the day of their final fitting for their dress. They can come in. mm -hmm. It doesn't always work. Or makeup trial, like set up makeup and Mm -hmm. hair on the same day. If you can do all three of those on the same day and I think it's just going to solidify that your your actual day is going to be a lot more smooth um, but I also tell brides to bring veils because like I said with curtain sheer bitch <laughs> you, putting that veil on you're going to know how it feels it's going to make the look feel more realistic of how you're going to be that day I always had the bride put the veil on and walk in it so they can see how the veil feels and looks because sometimes with an updo that's too low the veil could fit too low or fit funky you know a lot of brides are wanting to do the non-updo updo and effortless look and their hair doesn't necessarily support the veil so I want you to walk with that veil and make sure you're not going to be walking down the aisle just clenching your butt because you think that your veil is going to fall off what's like the most overplayed wedding song oh forever ever forever ever forever i literally don't even know what that song is what is that it's usher on the dance floor 
I've literally never heard this song. Yes, you have. No, the most overplayed wedding song, I think, is All of Me by John Legend. Oh, yeah. Or, uh, what's that? Isn't there, like, a Jason Mraz song that's really overplayed? Forever, ever, ever. <laughs> so fucking That's Usher. Forever, ever. Okay, okay. Let's let's pivot a minute and clearly. Um, yeah, let's get off this. Uh, I want to read one of these stories that Sarah sent us because I just think it's funny and it'll be fun okay. to weigh in on it. One last thing. Trials. I forgot. My but God. <laughs> don't be rude. We're talking about brides. <laughs> what okay, else? Okay. Talk about Tell us. No, story. tell us. What's the trial? Oh, no. It's fine. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> no, it felt really important what you were going to No, know. it wasn't. <laughs> I think it's fucking annoying when mothers of the bride ask for trials. Yeah. Well. Like, ugh. Like, this is not your day. Well, and that's the problem, though. That's the problem with everyone in a wedding. They're in front of people just as much as the bride is, but there's no attention or catering to them, if that I just think, like, everyone thinks they're the most important person in the room. Yeah. And it's just, like... I think mother of the bride struggle because... Um, you know, their mortality is thrown in their face. (laughs) Well, I think it's just a hard pill to swallow because you're paying for this entire wedding most of the time. So you're shelling out a lot of money. I think some, I think some mothers probably struggle with like their daughters getting married. And then I think they just struggle like what you said, mortality, like they feel like they're old and they're not as vibrant, but they're going to be in all these photos. Um, so I can I can understand why they want an, a trial, but I'm with you. I think it's it's so frustrating. It's just stupid. Well, like I'm just like, oh my god. Like I, I hope when I'm older, I'm like like as I get older, and I think you're like this too. Like we're both like we both have gotten uh, lower maintenance in life. Yeah. Like we just don't need as much from people. We don't need as much reassurance. We don't need you know like confidence yeah like it's like you grow as a person and it's like how are you still like you're that insecure that like you i don't know i guess there is a level of like i feel like you and i we dress up a lot and we like care about the way we look and so i i on the flip side of that we also are pretty confident in what we like how we look like we know what we like we know what we want to look like and so there's no like and we're does gonna this deliver look good? It. like does yeah. this look good? or and like and we also don't have things about ourselves that we like are really insecure about i don't know maybe that's what it is not our hair at least yeah, but I you know i think with some of these mother of the brides too um you know they've got a lot of them have gone to the sta- same hairstylist forever and had the same style so i think they kind of struggle seeing a new stylist completely and so, yeah. you know, and I'll admit some of the younger stylists, they struggle with the mother of the hair. I, I feel like every mother of the bride, their one thing that they always say is, does this, does it look like I'm trying too hard? Or does my updo look too young? By having a trial, you are trying too hard. Yeah. You heard it here first. Yeah, it's it's a struggle. I get it. And then the problem, too, is I feel like sometimes with these these mother of the brides, too, the bride and her mom, they're kind of getting irritated with each other, and then you're having to navigate that. It's, it's hard just, for me when mother... Like if you just you, say the if bride. The, yeah, if the, I have a really hard time dealing with mothers when 
like the bride is super chill and the mom's not like i'm like it's hard for me not to just want to shut down the the mom and be like we're not here for you no like we're here for the bride and if she's cool and we've got it together like i don't care what you have to say but i also like no a hundred percent agree with you but sometimes i feel for the mother bride because like i said you're usually fitting the whole fucking bill but like that like i'm sorry that's like giving a gift and expecting something back like if you're if you're gonna pay for something you have to do it with no strings attached and like you can't be a like you're not the puppeteer of this like just because you paid for it i will tell you probably every single mother the bride that i've had a trial with has been a pill so i totally agree with you well and i one time had a mother of the bride who oh she was so annoying but she uh we were they came to the salon to get the hair done which is fine like it's fun honestly it's easier when people come here i think you get better and results. i think so too and you're not in some damp basement somewhere but hotel room corner yeah and, uh and she was like just being so extra like just out needing everything just super needy and she was like it's so hot out can you like go start the car <laughs> like can you go get the air conditioner running like while we're getting finished she said that up. to Tanner. Yeah, and I was like the manager. I he wasn't even involved in the wedding. <laughs> I literally was like, no, that's not my job. <laughs> what? I'm like, sorry, this isn't fucking valet. Like what? And one, like your car's three feet from the front door. Ritz like, Carlton. Fucking what? You don't have a remote yeah. start? Like grow up. No, but it really, like it was just like I don't even, I don't even know. You can ask that and like with Expect a someone face, to be like, like, yes. Oh my god, please. What was she afraid of? Like her Like she didn't want to get hot. I don't know. People are so <laughs> bold. Like, why would you ask someone to do that? I don't know. It's bizarre. Oh, that's really funny. Okay, okay, let's get into the story because I think it's fun. Well, we should point out that the first thing that Sarah said was to dispel the myth of your hair needs to be dirty in yes. order for it. So that's another thing with the trial is I want to know. Like, I prefer your hair to have a little product in it. So whether that be maybe you washed it that morning and put product in it. Here's the thing. If your hair has any oil or grease on I don't care what day, do not come in with your hair like that. Because it's not going to hold the style. But people just think if their hair is dirty, it colors better. I don't know. Yeah, I don't really know where that comes from. Yeah. I don't know. I think it really depends, too, on the person's hair. Like... If you have, like, tons of hair and, like, you go, like, say you wash every, like, seven days because you just have, like, a ton of hair and it's not, it's, like, super coarse, whatever. Like, you don't really struggle with oil. Like, yeah, maybe you don't need to have clean hair. But, like, somebody who is, like, blonde, fine, has, like, three hairs on their head, like, you need clean hair. Yeah. And so it's, like, I I think it depends on the person and it also depends on the stylist, like, what they want. Because to me, I'm, like, I like to... I like to create texture. And the style. Yeah. Like, I like to create, like, if I need something to have texture in the hair, like, I would rather create it because I can control it versus, like, oh, this is three-day-old hair. You slept on it. There's a weird crease. Like, no, that doesn't, like, now I'm correcting things where I'm having to use dry shampoo or whatever. Like, no, I want to control it. Like, I can add texture to your hair. I can add product, like, if I need to build something up. That exists now when that myth probably started. There weren't products, maybe, but (laughs) I don't know. know. Anytime a bride says that, I I always just say, if your hair has any oil in it, I want it clean. Mm -hmm. There's any oil that is just going to completely ruin the overall effect. I'd rather it be clean and I can, yep. I can make it dirty. Like, let me, let me make it dirty or whatever. You know, like, yeah, it is, that is strange. That was the first thing she said and we were like, okay, tell us more. Watch your, wash your hair, bitches. Watch it and wash it. 
Okay, so um, I'm just going to read what she said. So, my friends always ask me if I've ever had any crazy requests, and my go-to story is always that once a girl asked me for a Hailey Bieber bun. Naturally, the rest of the bridal party were doing half up, half down loose curls or loose romantic updos. So I confirmed she wants a middle part basically slicked down with a small bun at the nape, the nape of her neck. Yes, as small of a bun as I can make. So great. Gonna fit in real nicely. I think she's being sarcastic there because no one else is doing anything like Perfect. this. So this girl has mid-length hair, but on the thinner side. So I get to work parting her hair and pulling it down into the pony. My go-to is generally Kenra working wax for flyaways and the like because it has a matte finish so that it's not going to give a greasy look with a flashback. So I'm lightly using this around her ears, but hardly at all. I did your typical little wrap around bun, which to me was so small, and splayed it out just slightly to try and make it look just a little more classy. Needless to say, she took one look at the back of her hair and was like, can you make the bun about half the size? Also, less volume and more slick down. Of course, I had I had added no volume at all, but I took it all out and recombed it all back down, adding more of the working wax to the top to kind of just go through the motions of her slicking it down. I did the same small little bun again, and this time... Small little bun. I know, or the same little bun again, sorry. Um, and this time just made it as small as possible. When she looked at it this time, she again said she wanted less volume. I finally had to tell her I added no volume that what she was seeing was her skull. <laughs> I kid you not, she goes, so Haley Bieber just has a smaller head than me? That sucks. Then she goes, okay, well, it's not looking slick enough. Can we put water on it to look more wet? Finally, I was like, girl, listen, if you look like you have wet hair standing next to all these girls with light, fluffy, dry hair, it's not going to photograph well. Guess what she did? Went and asked the bride if I could dip her head in the sink. Me, (laughs) since the bridesmaid's makeup was already done. They were like 10 feet away from me, and I heard the bride literally laugh, and she was like, no, you're not getting your hair wet. Why do you want wet hair? And she looked at me, and I was like, I don't think wet hair will look great in pics. And the bride was like, it looks great as it is. You're done. Let someone else get their hair done now. It was so bizarre. See, that's kind of a a thing, too. Like, do not be picking out an updo when your hair can't do it. Or just, like, you know, I'm... Like a wet look? I'm not against, like, giving your bridal party the freedom to choose what they want. But I do kind of understand, like, why brides have more of a uniform kind of choice when they go to like dresses and hair and makeup and stuff because then you get these weird outliers it's like your strange second cousin that your mom made you ask to be a bridesmaid mm-hmm. and then Let's she wants some weird fucking thing yeah she wants to look like Haley Bieber but she really looks just like I don't know fucking Avril Lavigne or something <laughs> you know it's yeah. just like but it's I mean I've had plenty of brides and bridesmaids where I'm like you want this slick look and but you've got 1900 pounds of hair yeah you know like that it doesn't work put your well, and for me, like you I, know, I should also say, I don't feel like I ever have a bridezilla. I've had bridesmaidzillas. They are yeah. always way more work to me than a bride. That's the thing is the bride up until this point has had so much stress that they're just like shutting down. Yeah, like, they're yeah. at the. They're like, give me a glass of champagne, give me a mimosa, give me one of those bagels over there, and like I'm just gonna chill because I don't have. 
I don't have the energy to continue to stress about something, especially not hair. Yeah, it's just hard. I do feel like stylists sometimes get set up to fail, especially when they go on site to do makeup because you tr- or hair because you truly are dealing with like the worst close to the worst conditions like one outlet cramped in a corner a a chair with a back on it and your hair is longer than that and a time frame Mm -hmm. and a short time frame at that like you really kind of struggle like we're kind of set up to fail and then you run into these cases where they want to dip their head in the sink because they've already had their (laughs) makeup i like that's just how you yeah you deal with um, people's insecurities more than you realize when it comes to weddings so one thing i also would like to point out too um is we set up schedules with all of our brides so once you've confirmed how many sty or um bridesmaids or people getting their hair done we set a schedule we shoot it out to you you adjust where you need and then our expectation is that you give that schedule to every person you give it to the makeup artist you give it to whoever there have been so many times when we I didn't have a schedule and I would sit there and be like okay who's next and no one was there or you know they're all running behind or blah 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 and especially if there's a makeup artist involved because typically I find that makeup artists don't work with schedules and so I want to make sure that at least I I'm not going to be I don't want to wait on to do somebody's hair because she's getting makeup done I want to get in do everyone's hair and leave I want to be as efficient as possible what do you do though if like they're taking too long I mean hopefully I've noticed when the schedule is instilled and the makeup artist has it we're fine but I think for me too in the past like I I try to look for that so if I notice a makeup artist is running behind I'm asking all right like who's you know who's Mallory is that Mm -hmm. who I'm gonna have next okay I want to make sure okay you're coming to me next so don't go to makeup you know blah 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 so as a stylist we have to kind of um bring that forward you know it's great because a lot of times these brides will give the schedule to the photographer so they kind of know okay great i need to be in the room at 11 a.m because the bride's gonna be she's gonna have her makeup done and she's gonna get hair and we want photos of that and that just is that morning before you get married is so tight and having this it just gets it flowing I'll never forget, I did a wedding years ago, and the bride, I she had hired a friend to do the photography, and... So I gave her a schedule. We're working. We're in the. We're cramped in a church closet doing her hair. Whatever. The the photographer shows up and she goes, "Okay, where do you want me?" And the fear in this bride's face when she realized like this photographer had no fucking idea of what to do because she. I essentially cheaped out on mm. a photographer. Can't she, be cheap and picky. Well, and you know, I don't think she was being picky, but I also just think that she just didn't think this through and thought, oh yeah, it's just photos, you know, blah, blah, blah. So anyways, I told the photographer, I was like, why don't you just go take pictures of the dress? And then I left. I was like, I'm <laughs> like not going to watch this train wreck. But I, I do think that having a schedule, using somebody that is professional that has done this, it's worth it. Makeup artists need to be working with, if you are a makeup artist and you don't work with the schedule i think you should makeup artists have way more things that they have to clean up and sanitize and blah 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 it's like you should be working on a schedule there was one time i did a wedding where i guess the makeup artist was going to do hair too so i showed up to do my bridesmaids it took the makeup artist was to do i think like 
three faces and then she was going to do two heads of hair. She never even did any of the hair. I ended up doing the hair. Took that. I was like, yeah, I'll do it, but I'm charging you for that. And then she only ended up doing two faces of makeup. She didn't even do the third one because she was running so far behind. She was that slow. And then at the end of it, she was like, I'd love to work on weddings with you. I was like, no, bitch, I'm never working with you again. You're awful. Cold place in hell before we work with you, bitch. Yeah, never did, never <laughs> will. But anyways, it's like you need a schedule. Yeah. Rant over. Rant over. Thank you for coming to Lisa's TED Talk. Trial needs to be a month in advance. Have your hair how you want it, including like the dirtiness of it, the cleanliness for that day. I think a good client takeaway too is like if you're pulling inspiration pictures from Pinterest online, uh, always have that stuff, but also kind of recognize like if you're looking at photos of people that don't have similar hair texture, hair color, all of those things to you, you know, if you're pulling all these up styles that have a ton of blonde in them, but you have auburn hair or you have dark hair, you know, those are all going to translate differently. So it's like I find there are a lot of people who will show this really pretty up style that has a ton of dimension because they have highlights lowlights this color really supports that style but maybe they have all a solid one color um you know situation going on yeah like it's not going to look the same because those lighter and darker pieces are going to create dimension and so you know you're not going to have that if you have one solid color and so really kind of looking for photos of people that have the hair that you have or they'll you know (laughs) how many times have people showed us pictures of like those like russian like child brides i don't even know like what they are like Like yes like it's like this like fucking hair and it's like hair for days and these like people have like no hair well they have hair pieces in and yeah, it, it's like, it's like not a person. It's like it's not cute either, might I add. One thing too for uh, with the photos, bring in photos of how you want the hair to lay around the face. Everything's in the back or even the side, and it's, it's just like, like what people take photos of. Exactly, you know? but have you know take a couple sh- photos or at least have kind of the verbiage that you want to have because yeah, the back is what you care about, but the front's really you know the show showstopper mm-hmm. that's where people get the most um kind of picky about is how it lays around the face your hair like a side angle too because like yeah. especially as like bridesmaids a lot of it is going to be from the side because you're like watching the bride and so if there's photos taken during ceremony yep it's going to be from the side so look at photos All that angles. way too um start doing those like chin exercises oh god yeah um <laughs> i think also one last thing too is the trial is not going to be the trial isn't to like have your hair and love it if that makes sense like in the trial you're really gonna see if you like it if you like the way it lays it's not gonna be like the end all version the try like a hair trial is like trying on wedding dresses yeah like when you go try on wedding dresses you may think like ball gown is it like i've always wanted to wear that and you try them on and you hate them and you end up getting something completely different silhouette style and so it's literally the same like you may think you want hollywood waves and then we complete that on you and it's not really the vibe that you're going for it doesn't look the same or you just can't really see the vision Mm -hmm. like the trial is is essentially like what you were saying is it's to try things out and to see like what looks good what doesn't and so it's we're making all of those discoveries 
before the wedding day so that way when we're there we kind of know a good benchmark to start exactly and it's also the opportunity for you to build client or confidence in the stylist that okay no matter what we're gonna figure it out together you know we're gonna work through this but there's been times where I've done an updo or whatever on a bride and the day of she's like you know what it actually fell out or I didn't really like the way it looked later or in photos it just didn't fit me I never wear my hair up that's a big one so can we do half up half down for the wedding sure you know the trials really yeah it's just hard when like people come in and they want to be totally glammed out for this day and like they don't ever do that like they want lashes they want lipstick they want this whole big updo and it's like you never look like this like you literally barely brush your hair like you know I think that's hard too yeah it's like learn how to shower first like that's probably step one that's your trial and then you know i had a bride one time this is back when i used to makeup which but i had a bride one time tell me no foundation she would not wear foundation (laughs) like any form of like coverage like not even like a tinted moisturizer nope none of that and and her you know big argument was that she doesn't wear foundation which okay so that's kind of the opposite of what you're saying like you don't want to look like a complete different version of yourself i get that but damn you need foundation well and like understand like understand like okay you're also being filmed and photographed so there's a difference between like oh i want to look like myself like we can still use those things and make you look like you yeah we're just gonna make sure you don't look like you know you should be six feet under she wanted lashes False lashes, talk about, no like, foundation. You know, I remember like, I cannot leave without putting foundation on you. Like, please. So we put it on, and then she was like, I just have to be outside to see it. So then we go outside, and she looks, and she's like, I just don't know. And I said, okay, why don't we just wear it for the rest of the day, and let's see. Mm-hmm. And so then on the wedding day, she said that was fine, but she wanted to apply. Oh, my God. Whatever. Sure. You apply it. I don't care. I want to leave. Needless to say, yes, you want to look like yourself, but you know, within reason. I remember when I was walking down the aisle, just feeling like I feel so ridiculous. My hair, makeup, big dress. You're just like so out of your element. It's like a total clown show, honestly. It felt like it. It felt like just so um not like antiquated, but it felt just so bizarre. (laughs) Dude, you were like literally at a cattle call. Like that's like what a wedding is. Like it's literally just like, oh, we're selling this. Selling her prime, off. This is prime beef. Well, not prime no more. <laughs> well, and like everyone's looking at you and mm. like with weird smiles, like yeah. And you're just like, what in your life have you ever done this? It's like public or speaking. Or will ever do it? Yeah, it's awful. So weddings, just like in general, are like honestly such a strange thing. Like if you really break it down and think about it, for how like, traditional it is. Yeah, yeah. like it's so normal because it happens so much, but it's also like it's very strange. I'm kind of with you. And, like, have you talked to a single bride that was like, ugh, I regret so much about, like, I feel like mm. everybody regrets the choices that they make for their wedding. Or they have to compromise to please others. Which... Or, or, yeah, or it's like they they have to spend so much money that, like, they end up not even having, like, a good oh, yeah. party or whatever. I remember saying I blinked and I spent more money than I've ever spent in mm-hmm. my, like, because that's how fast it is. Yeah. And and then it's over and you're like, well, now what? Yeah. You know, like, yeah. I don't have anything else to think about now because this has been my life for how many months? And it's sad, too. Like, so many people are so more, like, they're so much more worried about the wedding and not the marriage. Yeah. Oof. Oh, my God. That's, a, that's another podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's a... Or like, I don't know, there's been plenty of times where a bridesmaid's dropped out because they had a falling out with the bride for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. That's happened a few times. 
um, which that sucks. Honestly, though, like I'm like team bridesmaids because like oh yeah, I feel like so so often brides like ask so much from like from their bridal party. Oh yeah, it's very selfless. The amount of money you're spending time off. It's like, it's honestly crazy. It's kind of just become like insane to me. I mean, it's an ex, it's an expectation that once you sign on to be a bridesmaid, which you could always say no. However, how can you say no with like a a box of all your favorite candy and engraved (laughs) wine? A tiny Prosecco. A gray, yes, engraved, (laughs) engraved wine glass with a butterfly. Yeah, Like, are you going to say no to that on the spot while you're getting filmed? Probably not. You know, so then once you say yes, I mean, you're signing on to probably a bachelorette out of town flights hotels a gift for the bride out of many all your outfits because they're all themed nights when you go out all the drinks and dinner i mean you're talking well over a grand right there so you're signing on to that you're signing on to you're probably have to spend two three hundred dollars on a fugly dress and a color that does you can shorten it and wear it again yeah why is that a joke like why do people always say that because they always do that that? well they used to say that you can shorten it and wear it again like why like why is that a thing well and it's like i mean how many times have you seen bridal parties where it's like okay clearly the bride didn't think about any of the bridesmaids because none of them can wear any of the the appropriate undergarments for their dress their boobs are touching their belly buttons it's too long it's so strange like honestly it's just like one of those things you've just done it we've done it for so long that it feels normal and but really when you break it down you're like this is so weird he doesn't like generational talk but i think it's a millennial thing millennials took this like bride bridal kind of industry and then went it's just all like consum- the way up it's like consumerism though it. oh yeah. we're this way in in every way like i mean we just we spend so much money on so much dumb shit and honestly i think it's less about millennials and more about technology like you have access to what so much does. more stuff like yeah. it's just like with the with the reception cuts you know it's like that only becomes a thing because someone filmed it put it on tiktok it goes viral mm-hmm. and then everyone's like i want to do a reception cut i yeah. want to do a so fun. You know, whatever. There's more money. Yeah. And so it's just like, and honestly, to like a hairstylist like thing, it's like, hey, that is more money for you to make. Oh, it's yeah. like a business opportunity. But I've totally charged to come back to do a bright or yeah. an updo change before. Like, yeah, if you want to pay for it, I'll do it. I'll book the whole yeah. day out, whatever. But no, it's it has, in my opinion. I remember when I was planning everything, my mom was like, well, you'll I'll give you the budget that I had a thousand dollars. And I was like, mm-hmm. you're like, yeah, this is 1943. I didn't mom. even cover my dress. <laughs> And you're like, okay, what? Are, you know, I'm not gonna argue with how much money you're gonna give me, but you know, it that just wasn't a thing back then. You got married in the church hall, and all your sisters <laughs> were your bridesmaids. And I just quoted someone the other day five hundred dollars for a travel fee because they wanted us to come. So I, far, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah five hundred dollars worth. Well, and, and you know, it's just like think about that. Like the budget was a thousand dollars, and half of that would go on a travel fee for this. Bride. It just doesn't exist you know? anymore. Like it, you know, it's just uh, yeah. Everybody wants their piece of the pie is the thing, and like well, and rightfully so. Yeah, compensated appropriately. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like also, just a, another word word of the wise for brides. Like travel fees are a thing now. We're taking, especially with how high gas is, but any mile that we have to. 
ago that's a minute outside of our hours that we could be taking clients mm -hmm. you know and so we have to charge accordingly for that you know and and then on the salon's point of view you know that's we're taking two maybe sometimes three usually two stylists out of the salon that's less revenue for the business because they're traveling so you know, if we get an online booking, those appointments, those are kind of blocked out, stuff like that. So travel fees are just kind of a thing. And our yeah. travel fees, I don't feel like are crazy. I think it's appropriate. Um, it Like pretty much the way we price travel fees is based off of like how much time they have to spend traveling. So yeah. if they're spending an hour, like what would they make in an hour at the salon? Like that's what we're charging. Because yeah. it's like, we don't need to come do this. Like we can fill up the Saturday here. Mm -hmm. So it's like, if we're going to take time away, like it has to be the same amount of lucrativeness yeah and i mean we have brides that are saying you know can you come to hutch you know that's a yeah. 45 minute drive plus yeah you i know? did have someone the other day message us saying i like quoted her the travel fee so within wichita we usually charge just like a hundred dollars and then outside of wichita it just varies based off location well with this bride i can't remember where it was it was some outlying town like so it was close but it was like outside of wichita and she was like let me get this straight. Uh, Let me. You, it's, the travel fee is this much because you're coming to this place when it's only like 20 miles away from Wichita. I was like, yeah, bitch. Yeah. Like, did I fucking stutter? No. Like, that shit is so annoying. Read it. Like, oh, actually, no, it's, it's more now because yeah. you irritated me. Well, uh <laughs> kidding but can you imagine like going to the doctor or like you have to have heart surgery and they're like oh 10,000 I think we should do it for eight let me get this straight because you're opening up my chest and playing with my <laughs> yeah, heart like you just have it's to like plug a few holes much. up I guess my big question too to all of that is why are you yeah why are you questioning it like these are our policies if you don't like them you literally don't even have to email us back <laughs> like, why so why no because it's like they don't like it and so they're like, I'm going to tell them I think it shouldn't be that. And it's like, who gives you? Yeah. What, like, what gives you the right? <laughs> the who, audacity. Who do you think you are? Did you ever hear back from her? <laughs> She's like, okay, I'll book. Yeah, right. Like, I'm just like, <laughs> okay, just checking. <laughs> like, what is wrong with people? Oh, man. Yeah. It's, and I can understand to a certain extent where brides get kind of frustrated with how ridiculously expensive not hair but just the whole bridal industry as a whole goes to but it's it it's priced the way it is for reasons well it's like we're not extorting you no. like i mean literally like we're charging like our time is valuable and we set a price for that just like everyone does like you know it's like can you imagine someone at your work like coming in and saying oh like you're not really worth that like yeah. you're not really worth what your salary is like we should probably knock that down a bit it is very like that ridiculous. would feel so disrespectful and people well, and it's like so subjective yeah like it's like of course like you may not find value in it that's totally fine then just move on yeah like don't there's be plenty of people at some low-lying great clip sketchy place that oh my god i saw a tiktok the other day and it was like this woman and she's like crying and she's like people 60 and older like that is the last good generation <laughs> and she's like sitting in a great clip saying this and this guy like it's like cuts to like it's a duet on tiktok and he goes ma'am why are you crying in a great clip <laughs> you need to get your shit to get like he just like totally goes in on her like he's like get your shit together and, and you know like i i am against generational talk it's i don't like generational talk because it's generalizing like it's like you can't group a peop a group of people together and say they're all this or they're all that like that's why i don't like it not that it's there's not of course we all have like 
there is a reason why there's like uh stereotypes you know what i mean because it's like generally the majority you know and so i get it but i just find like it's like a nature nurture well and it's just like well and it's just like i i think i find it frustrating because it's like most of the time people are so off base with their opinions like they'll say oh millennials blah 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 and it's like you're like you can still consider millennials to be like 16 like millennials are like 45 now practically like i don't know they're like not 45 but like you know it's like stop like acting like they're you know 12 with like you know their iphones and their fucking iced coffees like you know it's like they're not i don't i just feel like people are so off base with it a lot of the time it shouldn't i don't think generational talk should always just be the negative or the downside of everything like you are essentially a part of who you are is because of when you were born and totally. what you were raised around. But that's not a bad thing. Yeah. It just you know? is it's consistently used in a negative way. Yeah. Though. That's the thing. It's like and that's why it kind of irritates me because it's like, you know, it's just it, it's the same thing with anything that's polarizing or controversial. Like it's literally like saying boomers. Like yeah. it, it's like you're doing the same thing. Like by saying like oh millennials are this or boomers are this. Like you're both doing the same thing that you don't like. No one is better than the no. Other. It's like no, you're just opposite sides of the same coin. You just can't see each other because you're on the opposite side. Like it's just you're like you just end up seeming dumb. Yeah. Well, okay. So what it is brides. So get married, guys. Yeah. Book your bride bridal uh, trial at www.curlsgonewildsalon.com. You'll get a schedule. You'll get a, <laughs> you know. Uh, Actually, don't get married. Marriage is a construct. It's. I like being married. No, it's fine. I'm kidding. But it's like, why is it necessary, you know? I don't get married, but commit- have a wedding. Yeah. have a wedding and we'll come style your hair for it. Actually, don't have a wedding. It's a trap. Honestly, like save your money. Mm-hmm. You know? They're fun. I definitely like going to weddings, but... I feel like every person I talk to, though, is like, I don't even... I These are constantly the things here. I don't even remember it. It flew by. Mm-hmm. I didn't even get to eat. I paid all this money for food, and I, like, had yeah. three bites. I didn't drink that much. I didn't even get to talk to everyone. Yeah. I got to talk to everybody for two and a half minutes, because that was how much time I allotted for the 150 guests I invited. Like, yeah. it's so crazy. There's always, like, a wedding invite drama of, like, who to invite, who not to invite. There's definitely not 150 people I want to talk to. RSVP drama. Like, you better RSVP. Just elope. Yeah, elope. You heard it here first. Elope, elope, All right, guys. Well, stay tuned. We're going to have more episodes coming your way. And thanks for watching Shop Talk. Yay. Farewell. (laughs)